first of all, to be alive, to be among the living, to be counted among the living, the opportunity to, you know, to do whatever you were able to do today, the grace, the strength. If you went out, that God took you out in safety, took you to your destination safe and sound. And if you're back home, brought you back home safe and sound. Some people left their homes and you know something bad happened. Oh, just thank God for his mercy. Thank God for his grace. Thank God for his um, loving kindness. Just thank God for his um, goodness towards his own, towards you and I, towards our family, towards our loved ones, towards everything that we've placed in his hands, for his faithfulness, for his peace, for his joy, for provision. Let's just thank the Lord. Father, we thank you. We worship you, O Jesus. We give you all the praise and we give you all the adoration. We say there is no one like you, Father. There is no one like you, Lord Jesus. Be thou exalted, O God. We acknowledge who you are. We thank you for who you are. We thank you for what you have done. We thank you for what you are doing. Thank you for your hand upon each person's life. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, God, for the things, for your protection, for the things that we do not even know about. We say thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Heavenly Father. There is none like you. We bless your holy name. Thank you, God. Thank you, Jesus, for you are faithful and true. You are faithful and true. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Almighty God. Blessed be your holy name, Father. Thank you for the opportunity to gather once again today. For it's not by power, it's not by might, but by the Spirit of the Living God. It's because there is one Spirit. Thank you for making it possible, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, God, for strengthening our hearts. Thank you, God, for hunger, hunger for desire for righteousness. If we did not hunger and desire righteousness, we will not be here. We will not gather in your name. Thank you, Jesus. Even if we have it, thousand tongues, ten thousand tongues. It is not enough to say thank you. It is not enough to say thank you for who you are, for what you have done, for what you are doing and what you will continue to do. Thank you, King of Glory. Thank you, O God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. 
for keeping us. For you are our shepherd. You are a shepherd. You are our father. You take care of us. The word says, even if my father and my mother forsake me, the Lord will take care of me. The Lord will sustain me. You have sustained us. Even through the ups and downs, you have sustained us. You have kept us. Thank you, God. We are still here. We do not take it for granted, Lord Jesus. Individually and collectively, God, we say thank you. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. In Jesus' name. I want us to, before we end, before we start, I want us to, I want us to commit our hearts into God's heart, into just bring it before the Lord, your heart. You know, the Bible says that blessed, blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. He also says, who shall ascend to your holy hill? It is he with a clean hands and with a pure heart. And we do not have the power to cleanse our own hearts. So I want us to just bring our hearts before the Lord, you know, and ask him to search our hearts. If there is any way, there's anything that is not of him, that he should purify our hearts. You see, a, a contrite and a, and a broken heart, the Bible says the Lord will not despise. That we will come into his presence with a pure heart that, so that we have confidence. We have confidence we can come into his presence with boldness. It's always a matter of the heart, the conscience. Let's ask the Lord, Lord, purify my heart. If there's anything, if there's anything you know, knowingly or knowingly, throughout the day or any time that we've done, let's just ask the Lord to just purify our hearts. Things that we do not even know that are there. Lord, purify my heart. Into my heart, Lord. Purify it. Anything that is not of you, be it strife, be it anger, be it anything that will hinder your adventure, your your adventure in God this night. Anything that will hinder the word, anything that will hinder you from 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 you know from him depositing the seed he wants to drop in our hearts this evening that the Lord should remove it. Is it pride? Things we do not even know about. Is it lust? Is it jealousy? Is it envy? Is it strife? Is it whatever it is, any work of the flesh that he should purge it out of us? If there's any known thing, you can just tell him where you are. It's between you and him. It's not between me and you. It's between you and him. Ask him to purify. For when the heart is pure, the enemy has nothing to accuse you of. You, 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 
There is boldness in His presence. There is boldness in His presence. At that point, when you pray, when you when you speak, you speak with boldness. You speak without fear. You come. You come in complete union with Him. That love relationship is sealed. Is is bound. And as the Bible says, perfect love casts out fear. For fear comes because of judgment. But a pure heart has nothing to fear. A pure heart is bold before the Lord. So Lord, we ask that you purify our hearts. Search our hearts, O God. Into our hearts, O God. Into our hearts, Lord Jesus. That thing, that thing, buried deep down, unforgiveness, bitterness, resentment, whatever it is, hurt. Lord, my God, we ask that you heal and purify hearts, cleanse every heart, O God. That there will be no blockage, there will be no hindrance, O God. Mashta gale presus ofentes kipira hande gonazemba. That no property of the enemy would be in us, that our confession, our testimony would be that of Christ Jesus when he said, The prince of this world cometh, and nothing of his is in me. Oh Jesus. Have mercy, O God. Have mercy, Lord. Masele poshadena. Ah, ye nakabela ambrenos. Ye pezus kofendesh tegelimbrahane. When your heart is pure, when you pray, you have confidence that he has heard. It, it, it goes straight. There is no hindrance. Oh, Jesus. In Jesus' name. And lastly, let's just commit this meeting into God's hands. But as we have, you know, as He has purified our hearts and His peace and His, you know, his calm and his peace has come into our hearts that our hearts will be open to receive from him this evening that he will take absolute control that the spirit of god will take preeminence in this meeting that everyone who speaks everything that is said everything that is done here will be to the glory of god and the holy spirit will quicken us for, for it is the spirit that quickens the flesh profits nothing we can do nothing on our own Except the Spirit helps us, except the Spirit empowers us, except the Spirit quickens us. So, Holy Spirit, we ask that you take preeminence. We ask that you quicken us. Quicken us, O God, empower us. Brood of our hearts. Let our spirit man be open to receive from you in the name of Jesus. Take control over this meeting. That at the end of it, O God, 
that each person would not live here the same way they came in the name of Jesus. That each person would live here blessed in the name of Jesus. But at the end of it, on your name be glorified, O Lord Jesus. Your name be glorified in this meeting. Help us, O God. Direct us, lead us, guide us. Lord Jesus, have your way, O God. In Jesus' name, we have prayed. Amen. Amen. So, good evening, everyone. Um, um, it's nice to have you guys here. Um, so, without wasting any time, um, our reading for today is Isaiah. Isaiah chapter 51. Isaiah 51. Um, from verse 1 to 8 and then from verse 12 to 16. I'm not mistaken. Yes, 12 to 16. Was anybody able to read it? Yes, I did. Oh, wonderful. Wonderful. Okay. Um, okay, so let me just read it all. Does someone wants to does would someone someone else read? Or should I read? Anybody wants to read? Okay, let me read them. So, Isaiah 51, from verse 1 to 8, and then from verse 12 to 16. And I read, using the NKJV translation. It says, Listen to me, you who follow after righteousness, you who seek the Lord. Look to the rock from which you were hewn, and to the hole of the pit from which you were dug. Look at Abraham, your father, and to Sarah, who bore you. For I called him alone, and blessed him, and increased him. For the Lord will comfort Zion. He will comfort all her waste places. He will make her wilderness like Eden, and her desert like the garden of the Lord. Joy and gl gladness will be found in it, thanksgiving, and the voice of of melody for listen to me my people and give ear to me O my nation for law will proceed from me and i will make my justice rest as a light of the peoples my righteousness is near my salvation has gone forth and my arms will judge the peoples the coastlands will wait upon me and on my arm they will trust. Lift up your eyes to the heavens and look on the earth beneath. For the heavens will vanish like smoke. The earth will grow old like a garment. And those who dwell 
in it will die in like manner, but my salvation will be forever. And my righteousness will not be abolished. Listen to me, you who know righteousness. You people in you people in whose heart is my law. Do not fear the reproach of men, nor be afraid of their insults, for the moth will eat them up like a garment, and the worm will eat them like wool. But my righteousness will be forever, and my salvation from generation to generation. Verse 12. I, even I, am he who comforts you. Who are you that you should be afraid of a man who will die, and of, a, and of the son of a man who will be made like grass? And you forget the Lord your maker, who stretched out the heavens and laid the foundations of the earth. You have feared continually every day because of the fury of the oppressor, when he has prepared to destroy. And where is the fury of the oppressor? The captive, exile, hastened, that he may be loosed, that he should not die in the pit, that his bread should not fail. But I am the Lord your God who divided the sea whose waves roared. The Lord of hosts is his name. And I have put my words in your mouth. I have covered you with the shadow of my hand, that I may plant the heavens, lay the foundations of the earth, and say to Zion, you are my people. May the Lord bless the reading of his word. In Jesus' name. So, um, this scripture might look like it's um, a bit disjointed, but it's um, very much connected. So, it starts off saying, listen to me, you who follow after righteousness. So, it's like a charge, pay attention to you. So he's speaking to a particular people or a particular set of people who follow after righteousness. Remember in the, I think, I think it was last two weeks. I think it was last two weeks when we're talking about uh, we spoke about um, the topic deep, deeper waters. So when we talked about righteousness and we established that righteousness basically means right standing with God and another way to put it is you know God's way of doing things or seeking God's will so um, if you replace any of those if you replace this word with any of those phrases it will it will still be correct so listen to me you who follow after righteousness you who seek the Lord now, there's a particular type of righteousness that is being spoken of here. And as we're going, we'll go to different places, like, you know, from, from verse 1 to 2, will take us on a journey. Because it's pointing to somebody. If you read verse 1 and 2, it's actually pointing to somebody. It's telling us to look at this. Look at this. Look at this person. And of course, it mentions the person in verse 2, which is, who is Abraham? 
says Abraham, your father, and to Sarah, who bore you? For I called him alone and blessed him and increased him. So, when you look at the type of righteousness that's been spoken of here, you it, it, it takes you to the life of Abraham. He's talking about the righteousness by faith, not righteousness according to the written law. Not righteousness according to the written law. So I want to read a particular um, scripture and it's taken from Romans Romans chapter 9. Romans chapter 9 from verse 30 to 32. Romans 9, 30 to 32. I'll quickly read it. It says, What shall we say then? The Gentiles who did not pursue righteousness have attained righteousness, even the righteousness of faith. Remember I said it's talking about a particular type of righteousness. But Israel, pursuing the law of righteousness, has not attained the law of righteousness. Why? Because they did not seek it by faith. But as it, but as it were by the works of the law, for they stumbled at the stumbling stone, who is Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ is called that chief cornerstone. Which now says, as it is written, Behold, I lay in Zion a stumbling stone and a rock of offense, and whosoever believes on him will not be put to shame. So this just shows us the type of righteousness that... Um, I just wanted to use this to establish the type of righteousness that that verse is um, talking about. So I'll go back to it. Um, so listen to me, you who follow after righteousness, you who have faith in, in the Lord, not who are in right standing with God, not by your, uh, not by following written laws, but by having faith in the goodness of God and in the grace of God in Christ Jesus. You who seek the Lord, look to the rock from which you were hewn. So look to where you came from. You, because you came from somewhere and that pattern of righteousness actually came from somewhere somebody was like the pioneer of that you know kind of righteousness and he points to the person in verse 2 look to the hole of the pit from which you were dug he now says look to Abraham your father and to Sarah who bore you for I called him alone and blessed him and increased him so he's telling you what happened to this person that walked in this type of righteousness so it's like an encouragement or a charge to look at his life so there's no way you can study the scripture without now going to study the life of Abraham but just to show us okay what did Abraham do or how was Abraham um, considered righteous let's open to the book of Romans chapter 4 Romans 4. Romans 4. I'll try to be very quick. Um, Romans 4. I'll read from verse 1. It says, What then shall we say that Abraham, our father, has found according to the flesh? 
For if Abraham was justified by works, justified meaning means you know found guiltless of sin. For if Abraham was justified by works, he has something to boast about, but not before God. For what does the scripture say? Abraham believed God and it was accounted to him for righteousness. So Abraham believed God and it was credited to him as righteousness. So that belief God was, Abraham had faith because again, if you look at the life of Abraham, first of all, God called him. You know, says, oh, leave your hometown, leave your people and go to a land which I will show you. So it was even wasn't even certain where God was taking him, but he had faith. He believed. So that started his work of faith. And if you read, if you if you read Romans 1:16, you see where it is said that you know we 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 move from faith to faith. The just live by faith because our work with God is by faith. By faith meaning, and faith is continuous. Like I've said before, faith is continuous, meaning from one level of faith to another level of faith. So what I mean is, it took one level of faith to, for when you, when you are now, when a person accepts Jesus as Lord and Savior, that first time, it takes a level of faith to, first of all, re- repent of your old ways and accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior. That's one level of faith. But going further, you know, you go to that leads you to another level of faith where you begin to now you know follow god begin to do the things that he wants you to do that leads you to another level of faith where you seek to be led by the holy spirit that leads you to now being led by the holy spirit the holy spirit giving you instruction or telling you okay move here or just being led by the holy spirit basically it takes faith to hear the voice of God and to do it, you know, because sometimes, you know, it, 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 some things might not make sense. It might not, but the fact that you now go forward to do it increases you. So that is how our work with God is from faith to faith. That's what it means by from faith to faith and the just live by faith. Um, so, I hope nobody is confused so far. Is it is it clear? If I move on. Yes, yes. Okay. So from one level of it to another. So anytime we anytime we fall out of God is because we didn't walk in faith. Um disobedience realize that disobedience comes from of course disobedience is in if you look at the life of um, Adam and Eve we say oh you it is said that Adam and Eve sinned against God what was their sin was disobedience but if you now look at the root what actually caused that is it was lack of faith because they did not believe in the word that God told them because scripture says that faith comes by hearing and by hearing the word of God. So the more you hear God's word, the more your faith is being built, the more you keep living in, you know, in God. So sin comes from unbelief. Unbelief comes from lack of faith. Lack of faith 
comes from fear. And if you look at, like I said, take 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 a look at you know the story of Adam and Eve. God told them, Oh, in the day that you eat this, you shall surely what? Die. And Satan comes and says, No, it is not true. You shall not surely die. For in the day that you eat it, your eye will be opened, you will be like God, you will know what he knows, and all that. And you know, they chose to believe that and not walk in faith in the word that was received from God, which led that now led to what? Unbelief, and now unbelief led to disobedience, and disobedience, of course, sin. So whenever we have realized that whenever a person falls out or falls out of God, they've stopped walking in faith. Anytime I disobey God, it's from lack of faith. Because um, there are many times, I was, you know, me, I'll just be very transparent. Many times that, you know, sometimes I, okay, make God say, do, do this. And then I'm struggling to do it or it's hard or I didn't do it. It was from a place of fear. And that fear, fear is many times is the opposite of faith. And unbelief. So you can say it's lack of faith because um, it takes faith, like I said, to um, to work with God. That's how we live. That's how we grow in God from one faith, from one level of faith to another level of faith. And the level of faith that, that's why you see the level of faith that you it took you to um, accept Jesus as Lord and Savior. It's supposed to leave, lead you to a higher level of faith a level of faith might not be able to take you further so yesterday i was able to tomorrow maybe another thing will come that will require faith and each time i um each time i walk in faith i grow i grow for you know it is written without faith it's impossible to please god um, so, if you look at the scriptures, it's you, which we we'll still look at. Everything is is is, is the scripture is trying to uh, encourage God's people to have to follow the example of this of their father of this of this patriarch called Abraham. That's why it says, "Look to the rock from which you were hewn," because it is said. If you read. Remember, for those who were here, when we, I think that was last year or beginning of this year, I can't remember, when we talked about um, one of our, our podcasts, it's titled Live by Faith. We talked about Galatians 3 and we established, we found that, that the true sons of Abraham are those who live by faith. Not even, you know, the physical descendants of Abraham somewhere in Israel or somewhere, in, you know, in the Middle East. But the true sons of Abraham are those that live by faith. If you check um, Galatians 3, I think verse 6, you see it there. And going further in this, um, still on Romans 4, I was reading Romans 4. So if you go further, you also see another example of someone who lived by this faith. And that person is David. 
It says in verse 5 of Romans 4, But to him who does not walk, but believes, that is to him does not walk, who does not try to attain righteousness, you know, um, through uh, their works, or through uh, the written law, but believes on him who justifies the ungodly, his faith, is accounted for righteousness just as david also also describes the blessedness of the man to whom god imputes righteousness apart from works verse 7 blessed are those whose lawless deeds are forgiven and whose sins are covered blessed is the man to whom the lord shall not impute sin so at the end of the day it's actually is god that imputes to a man righteousness and it's because that person has faith you again i'm trying not to deviate but when we talked about that galatians 3 you also see that the the law was given just to reveal sin reveal that sin exists or to bring out sin so that to push us to have faith because no man can keep the law no man can keep the laws of moses it's not possible um so um the law was meant to push us to to run to god and say god i'm not able to do this help me and you put your faith in the one who kept all the laws and that's jesus christ the only one who was able to so our faith is in jesus and anyone whose faith is in jesus is also referred to son of or child of abraham or son of abraham because abraham um was like the man who you know god chose entered into a covenant with and he pioneered this kind of righteousness because it's the same type of righteousness that we are walking in the same type of righteousness that even david even under the you know dispensation of the law that he walked if you realize you see that david was not david did not live by the laws of moses even though yes they kept some but if you remember, you always hear that, oh, before David did something, he asked, Lord, should I should I do this? Should I go here? Or should I not go? God will tell him, go, do this and do that, and he will go. That act of him acting on, or that thing about him acting on God's word, that is the faith. And that's what kept, that's what made David continually righteous before God continually righteous before God even though he was a man he made mistakes but the fact that he continued to have faith in God so you see even David in the time of the law he lived by faith even Moses the giver of the law <laughs> lived by faith because he was living by the instructions that came from God who was speaking to him not from the law not from the written law so um verse 9 of romans 4 says does this blessedness that's this righteousness then come upon the circumcised only that is those who are you know the jews then who say if you are not circumcised you cannot be you know a follower of god you are not righteous and they miss the point if you because if you read again if you look at the because of time we can't really go fully into that the life of Abraham, you find out that he was already working with God and considered righteous 
before he was circumcised physically i mean because romans 2 you tell you will tell us that the true circumcision is the circumcision of the heart the one the circumcision that is not done with human hands but done by the spirit of god in our heart that's the true circumcision that's what the out outward circumcision was trying was uh, was supposed to represent supposed to represent the circumcision that happens within your heart because there's no point circumcising yourself in the physical and then your heart is is uncircumcised that means your heart is unrighteous or you know dark the light has not entered so this scripture is saying does this blessedness then come upon the circumcised only or upon the uncircumcised also for we say that faith was accounted to Abraham for righteousness how then was it accounted this scripture is now trying to tell us how Abraham's faith was you know accounted to him for righteousness this is while he was uncircumcised that's why Abraham was uncircumcised before God, God told him circumcise your uh, your uh, every firstborn or this or that circumcise all your male or the males before that happened that's what he's trying to say while not while he was while he was circumcised or uncircumcised okay not while circumcised but while uncircumcised and he received the sign of circumcision that is a seal of the righteousness of the faith which he had while still uncircumcised that he might be the father of all remember abraham is the father of many nations that he might be the father of all those who believe though they are uncircumcised that righteousness might be imputed to them also and the father of circumcision to those who not only are of the circumcision but who also walk in the steps of faith which our father Abraham had while still uncircumcised so what this scripture is trying to say is Abraham became the father of both the circumcised those circumcised in the physical and those uncircumcised in the physical as long as both walk in faith in the same way that's why god made because god wanted to make abraham the 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 father of faith he's called so god made him righteous while he was uncircumcised you see because of he had faith in god he believed god every word that god told him he did now when you read uh, it was in genesis 19 i think that god now told abraham by this time abraham was already counted as righteous was already walking with god it was in genesis 19 that god now told abraham to circumcise himself and his household that this would be a pattern now because god knew that his descendants the descend these physical descendants when they come there will be a time when they maybe would declare that um is only those who are physically circumcised that are righteous because he knew that there will be a people like that 
I'm sure that's why he did that to Abraham. But at the same time, he made Abraham already righteous before that happened. So that those, that is the Gentiles who are not circumcised physically would also be counted righteous because they walk, they only what believe in Christ Jesus. I don't know if that makes, does that make sense? Try my best to, um, does it make sense? Please let me know. Yeah, you're on point. You're on point. Okay. Is any is anyone confused? Please just let me know so that I can. Um, okay. Awesome. So that's why he's the father of both sides, both the circumcised and uncircumcised. But as long as both walk by faith. So even though somebody is circumcised, if they do not walk by faith, that means if, if they are not truly circumcised from within, they are not a son of Abraham. And, you know, they cannot attain righteousness because of that physical, you know, act. Because you, like I said, that physical act was part of the work of faith because it was part of an instruction that God gave Abraham but it was not what made Abraham righteous. So, um, verse 13, we'll still go back to, because once you understand uh, that one and two, the rest will just flow. Um, so we're still trying to explain what Abraham or how Abraham was you know, um, um, declared righteous. Because we were told to look at him, we were told to follow his example. Verse 13 of Romans 4, it says, For the promise that he would be the heir of the world was not to Abraham or to his seed through the law, but through the righteousness of faith. Meaning, the promise was not to Abraham and his descendants after the law of Moses, but to Abraham and his descendants after the righteousness or through the righteousness of faith you and I and everyone who believes in God by faith in Christ Jesus. This is whom, these are whom the promise given. These are the true sons of Abraham. So if those who are the law, who are of the law, sorry, who, if those who are of the law are heirs, then faith is made void and the promise made of no effect because the law brings about, brings about wrath. For where there is no law, there is no transgression. Therefore, it is of faith that it might be according to grace, so that the promise might be sure to all the seed, not only to those who are of the law, but also to those who are of the faith of Abraham, who is the father of us all. So, um, also in Hebrews uh, Hebrews 11, 11, you see again what uh, Abraham and Sarah did. He says, by faith, by faith, Sarah herself also received strength to conceive seed. And she bore a child when she was past the age because she judged him faithful who had promised. So she had read the, 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 the stage that passed menopause. 
or reached the stage of menopause. I don't know how it's been said, but she had reached that stage where she could not give birth again. But because God had said it, they believed it. Again, again, faith comes by hearing, by hearing the word of God. And we are meant to live by faith. I mean, we are meant to live by the word of God. You know, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. This is how we live. This is how we grow. This is how we, you know, we keep having faith. From one faith, from one level of faith, to another level of faith. It says, therefore, from one man and him as good as dead were born as many as the stars of the sky in the multitude innumerable as the sand which is by the seashore so when god told him oh look at the stars your descendants will be as much he was talking about you and i was talking about those who who will be who follow after his example of faith and attain righteousness through faith in god in our case, faith in Christ Jesus. Because this same gospel, Abraham knew about the promised seed who is Christ Jesus. Because Jesus would say, Abraham lived to see my day and he saw it. So Abraham knew. Um, so going back to um, Isaiah, going back to Isaiah 51, um, So I just use this to describe what, how Abraham attained righteousness because this scripture is telling us to look to Abraham, to look to Sarah and to follow after the example. For God called him alone, but blessed him and increased him. That is, multiplied his path, multiplied him, made him father of many nations. So he's using to comfort those he's speaking to. He's speaking to those who follow after this righteousness. Those who follow after Christ. For the Lord will comfort Zion. So Zion is, Zion physically was, was like a citadel at the center of Jerusalem. And um, where it was mentioned in scripture, I think it's somewhere in Second Samuel, where David, when David took uh, uh, took Jerusalem and um, so Zion basically is is was called the city of David and David was like David King David was a representation of was a will I say a representation of Christ um, in the sense that because when you read Psalm 89 Psalm 110 you see that the throne spiritually the throne of David, God was saying, "No, oh, God will establish it forever. It will be forever and ever." If you read it, you see that at some point you find out that it's not David actually. David, the man that he was talking about, but about Christ, about his seed, because Christ came through the lineage of David in the flesh. So, Christ, David represents Christ, and that city of David represents, which is Zion, represents you know, the city that Christ is going to rule as king. So that's why you see some Christians might say, oh, a child of Zion, um, a citizen of Zion. So I'm just giving that you know, 
background. So he says, the Lord will comfort Zion because this is where these people, the people who follow after righteousness, what kind of righteousness? Righteousness by through faith in Christ Jesus. This is where they dwell. This is where we dwell now spiritually. You know. Um, so he says, the Lord will comfort Zion. He will comfort all her waste places. He will make her wilderness like Eden and her desert like the garden of the Lord. Joy and God, gladness will be found in it. Thanksgiving and the voice of melody. Then he says, listen to me, my people, and give ear, O my nation. Speaking to the same people. He now says, for law will proceed from me, and I will make my justice rest as a light of the people. So, now because we are citizens of Zion, and those who pursue after this kind of righteousness, like I said, one level of faith to another level of faith, entrance is, you know, faith in Jesus, and as it continues, it is being, it is uh, being led by the Spirit of God because the Bible says they that are led by the Spirit of God, these are the sons of God. That word, their sons, is not, it's not meant to say like small children, but basically to, to simplify it, it means these are the matured ones of God. These are the ones who are called sons because we are saved. And when we are saved into the kingdom of God, we are saved so that we can become sons and go further. And become sons because scripture says that you know the manifest the, the 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 whole creation is waiting eagerly waiting for the manifestations of who the sons of god that is those who have become as christ who have who have become as god those who in their in everything they represent god here on earth so the cre creation is waiting earnestly for these ones to be revealed. So the mature ones of God, that's what that, you know, they that are led by the Spirit of God, these are the sons of God. So, you know, Bible says that we are saved, the law of the Spirit of life in Christ Jesus has set us free from the law of sin. So we are saved from darkness into the kingdom of light. So from one government into another government. And we know that in a government, there is no government actually stands without uh, uh, or exists without or no kingdom exists without the government and no government exists without a law. But the law in this one now is the law of the spirit. That's why it says law for law will proceed from me to proceed from God through his spirit now who dwells in us who dwells in those who would have faith in Christ Jesus. Does, am I, is it clear? If I'm not moving too fast, is it clear? Hello, is it clear? Yes. Okay. So, um, so he now says, for law will proceed from me. You don't, he's not saying you don't need to, they, they, no, no more law will not proceed from like you know written code or from the law of moses now to proceed from him directly to us because this was the covenant this was the promise that god also spoke to i think it was jeremiah or isaiah 
says, I will, the new covenant that he will enter with his people, that I will put my laws in their heart. And they shall be their God and they shall be my people. So I'm just giving that background. He says, for law will proceed from me and I will make my justice rest and as a light of the peoples. My righteousness is near. My salvation has gone forth and my arms will judge the peoples. The coastlands will wait upon me and on my arm they will trust. Lift up your eyes to the heavens. Now he's going somewhere. He's going somewhere. It says, lift up your eyes to the heavens. Look to the earth beneath. For the heavens, what? The heavens will vanish like, a, like smoke. The earth will grow old like a garment. And those who dwell in it will die in like manner. But my salvation will be forever and my righteousness will not be abolished. Again, don't forget the theme of this scripture. This theme is to comfort Zion. The theme is to encourage these particular people, citizens of Zion, these people who follow after righteousness, to walk in faith, to follow after Abraham. He's not trying to tell us that the heavens and the earth, anything apart from him will be abolished, will vanish away. But his righteousness, that is his way of doing things, will be forever. And his salvation, he, the way, his way of saving, or the way he saves, will also be forever. And he goes on, listen to me, you, you who follow righteousness, still the same people. You people in whose heart, remember what I said, in whose heart is my law. Do not fear the reproach of men, nor be afraid of their insults. For the moth will eat them up like a garment, and the worm will eat them like wool. But my, now repeats it, my righteousness, my way of doing things, my will will be forever. The ways of man, the, 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 way, the ways of man or the reproach of it will die. It's not forever, but my own is forever. It's trying to, trying to inform the reader here. My way of saving, that even if they insult you, even if you're insulted, even if you don't be afraid because their own is temporal, my own is eternal, my own is forever. You know, when Jesus said, do not fear the one who is able to you know, kill the body, but fear the one who is able to both kill the body and send the soul to hell. And that is only, the only one who can do that is God. So he's just giving this information that don't fear these ones who are temporal. Or, you know, instead, you know, subscribe to mine. And going straight to verse 12, it says, I, even I, I am he who comforts you. I am your comforter. I'm the one who keeps you. Say, who are you that you should be afraid of a man who will die and of the son of man who will be made like grass and you forget the Lord your maker again this is he's trying to remind you who he is don't forget who I am then he begins to give you you know glimpse of just a scratch of his CV you know you forget the Lord your maker the one who made you the one who stretched out the heavens and laid the foundations of the earth the one who created these ones that probably you are, we, you know, you and I are afraid of. That's man. 
who will wither like grass or who will be who will be made like grass. He said, You have feared continually every day because of the fury of the oppressor when he has prepared to destroy. That says, Where is the fury of the oppressor? The captive exile hastens that he may be loosed, that he should not die in the pit, and that his bread should not fail. But I am the Lord your God who divided the sea, whose waves roared. The Lord of hosts is his name. He now tells you something. He says, I have put my words in your mouth. He's giving you an information. I've put your words in my mouth. Remember, he's talking to those who, what, who follow after righteousness. Who follow after this kind of righteousness. Don't, you know, don't be afraid of what man will do. I have put my words in your mouth. The word of God is a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path. So you can say he has put his light in you. He has put, the Bible says the word of God is truth. He has put his truth in you. It's also life. He has put his life in you. He says, I have put my words in your mouth. Because he says, man shall not live by bread. That means you shall not continue to have life by only meat and jollof rice or fried rice. But also, but most importantly, by the words that proceed out of the mouth of God. That is the word of God. You are meant to have life by the word. So I have so that's I'm using this to explain the, 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 the dimension of the word of God as life. So I have put life in your mouth. I have covered you with the shadow of my hands. That is protection. Your cover, your 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 shepherd. I have covered you. That even if man rises and wants to, he can he can he can't do anything. That I may plant the heavens, lay the foundations of the earth, and say to Zion, You are my people. I remember when God gave me this particular scripture is is, is very is one of the scriptures that are very personal to me because remember one time God told me to do something and I was afraid. I was, you know, I was God, I've not, I've not done this before. I, you know, my fear, of course. You know, what will people say and all those things. I remember that time I even, you know, had to, I wanted to call somebody to, you know, to join me to do that thing. But me calling that person was not what, it was not in, it was not part of the instruction, you know, just to support me. So somehow, somehow, um, that didn't work with the person um, and we agreed that okay let's pray let's pray about it let's pray to God to know what to do and remember when I prayed God gave me this scripture I opened it and as I was reading it the first thing that struck me when I read it was verse 2 when it says look to Abraham your father and to Sarah who bore you for I called him alone called him alone when i heard when i saw i called him alone i I knew okay i had i had (laughs) i had messed up by involving 
another person. So it was not that one was not even meant to happen. Going further, I read and came to this place where it says, you know, that's when I truly understand because I had read this before that day. But when I read it that day, I really understood. Look, you know, when it says, "Who are you that you should be afraid of man and forget your maker?" Especially this part where it says, "I have put my words in your mouth." So when I read this and I meditated on it, I just I immediately my spirit bore witness. This was God speaking to me, and I just knew. I just told the other person, "Ah, God wants me to do this," and that was it. And I kept meditating on this word. I just say, "Ah, God, you have put your words in my mouth. You know, give me the boldness, the courage to do this. Help me, help me, help me." I prayed, and eventually, thank God for His mercy. Thank God for His grace. He strengthened my heart, and I was able to do that which He wanted me to do. You know, after I finished, I was like, "So what? You know, you, you now realize why was I afraid to do this? Your soul is, you know, your soul is um, is, is fulfilled. You are, you are fulfilled because doing the will of God brings it brings life, it brings fulfillment of the soul. That's why Jesus, when John four. Jesus, uh, even though it was when he was um, when he spoke to the woman at the at the well, when his disciples came and were like, "Oh, Master, if not eat eat something," he said, "I have food that you do not know about." He said, ah, "Did anyone bring food for him?" He said, "My food is to do the will of Him who sent me." So that is one who is seeking the righteousness of God. Um, also, as I'm just speaking, I just dropped in my spirit. That's 16. I have put my words in your mouth, meaning I have put food in your mouth. I have put food for your soul in your mouth. Just from this scripture, I just mentioned now. Jesus said, "Oh, I have food that you did not, you did not know about." So I've put strength. I've put food. We eat food in order to have strength to do work to to do all the things that we need to do in order to grow or to survive so that metabolism can take place. So we can also look. So this, just to wrap it all up, this whole scripture is, is like an encouragement to look to Abraham and walk in, continually walk in faith, whether it's in our personal work with God, continually to have faith um, to not lose hope, um, to continually um, look to Him, because Abraham, for us to have faith, we all have our gaze and our focus continually has to be on the author and finisher of our faith. That's Christ Jesus, the one to whom we have, we're supposed to have faith. In. So this is like an encouragement. Um, Whatever, maybe it's in the area of what God has said we should do, and you know, always remember the righteousness of God is forever. His salvation, that even if anything happens, He is the one that saves, and His own salvation is forever. His own salvation is forever. So, yes, that's 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 it from me. I don't know if anyone has um, 
anything to share questions comments insights anything please the floor is open Yes, Solomon, please go on. Praise God. Hallelujah. Yeah, we've um, actually spoken very, very well. And um, I will thank the Lord God Almighty for, for the exposition of His Word. You know? Uh, question on the Lord today while meditating on the words mm. so there are different um, angle of that that was said but one of the points one of the pointers for me the, the beginning he said where he was talking about looking out to Abraham our father mm. and God was particular and he repeated it in that uh, that pass like about how many times sorry can you hear me yeah just can you hear me uh-huh put the mic okay just okay like this yes okay okay so when the lord was particular um he was particularly talking in this particular verse to the righteous Hmm. to his people his own people his his children so he, he was trying to like make a pointer and you made it very clear like you've said and which is i want to buttress with the scripture uh, what in matthew chapter 8 verse 10 to 13. Matthew chapter 8 verse 10 to 13. Uh, i will read when the lord jesus christ healed this um centurions hmm. Uh, servant. So he said something there in verse 10. So when the Lord heard it, he marveled and said unto them that followed, Verily I say unto you, I have not found so great faith, no, not in Israel. And he said unto, and I said unto you, that many shall come from the east and the west and shall sit down with Abraham and Isaac and Jacob in the kingdom of heaven. But the children of the kingdom shall be cast out into outer darkness. Mm-hmm. You know, there shall be gnashing of even of teeth and gnashing of teeth. So, looking at this scripture, the Lord Jesus Christ was making a reference, and the centurion definitely should be an a Roman in this case that had that faith mm-hmm. that Jesus is now making reference, reminding the 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 physical Israel like that. If they continue in this their unbelief, this will be their fate. Mm. But onto this centurion that is a foreigner, is now making reference that these people from the east, west, who come from different places and will sit mm. with Abraham and Isaac. Meanwhile, those claiming circumcision without righteousness, circumcision mm. without the righteousness of their heart, without the circumcision of their heart, will be mm. cast away. So, he's just trying to make them understand what God's intention is all from the time. It's about the faith in him. 
it's about the faith in because there is nothing else we have to describe Father Abraham with other than having faith in God, which is the beginning of this work with the Father in the first place. And following obedience to God, you know. And if the Lord, the, the Father Abraham existed before by the law, far, far, far before the law. In fact, he worked with God even before um, circumcision, so the circumcision in the flesh, so to say. And we are also meant to know by the scriptures that everything that has been, you know, when we are doing Jesus Christ last time, the revelation of Jesus Christ, we said from Genesis down to Revelation, it has been all about Jesus Christ. It has been all about Jesus Christ, representation of Jesus Christ. So, and looking at the book of Ezekiel chapter 36, Ezekiel chapter 36 from verse 25, I think, where the Lord was talking about, he will sprinkle clean water over us and will circumcise our heart so that he will plant his war in our heart, not on tables of stone. That was actually referring to the circumcision that the Lord intended, you know. So, removing of the foreskin was just a precursor to what the Father intended right from the beginning. Mm. That people that the Lord will call His own are those who have faith in Him and fear Him and do His law. Though the world around them might not see that system they are running fit but they should not be afraid you know yeah they shouldn't be afraid of what the the circumstances around mm. will, will see but they should look on to him because looking on to abraham their father it's to pick something from abraham he was mm. i called him alone you know when he said i called him alone out of all the whole world he was singled out mm. and he walked with the lord you know so that singularity is, could be from our family those of us that are privileged to hear this this evening the lord may administer something unto us you know working with him has to do with we've been separated from whatever system that existed that is not in alignment with where God is trying to take us to or what God wants us to do. Mm. Yes, there will be challenges, there will be tough times. You know, sometimes yeah, people may reject you, people may, uh, um, how do I put this, people may want to maltreat you or deny your privileges because of your stand with God. So you now said you shouldn't be afraid of these people. Whatever it is they are doing will vanish away, but the righteousness my righteousness is forever my salvation is forever you know during the lockdown period the lord made it he was teaching me something during that lockdown period and one of those things i would never forget was the eternal currency talking about the eternal currency now what was the eternal currency keep quiet um because what was what was the eternal currency the eternal currency is that righteousness Is that righteousness which will last forever? That righteousness of God said, even though the economy crash, there is something that will stand out. Those people that are called by His name, 
will stand out. They will float. They won't sink. You know, and both spiritually and physically, I saw that happened. I saw that happened. I saw that happen. Many were carried away by that wave. Mm. But out of that wave, the Lord made so much, so much. That's in my personal life, actually. And I know a lot of believers also that um, that that period was just their promotion period. Why a lot of people sank. You know, I was one of those beneficiaries that the Lord actually elevated it after that whole period. After that, that time did not swallow me up. In fact, it was a, a beginning, a new beginning to greater heights. So I think that's what the Lord is trying to, to make us understand. But it's, those periods seem very tough, very, very difficult and all that. That is unrighteousness. It's like the way, but that was not it. But at the end of the day, the righteousness of God stood, even though after everything, the righteousness of God stood and it will still stand forever. You know, it will stand forever, as the Lord said, even though the earth will vanish. But the eternal currency, people that will hold on to that righteousness, that faith in Him, will definitely uh, uh, increase in every way. As He said, they will be enlarged. And in fact, they will be the one to survive it, whatever it is. And I want to buttress this. You know, the Lord keep putting it in my heart. I even took a note in someone when he said, he said, they will be like the tree planted by the rivers of waters, mm. bringing out their fruits in due seasons. You know, I now saw something there. This is still talking about, it's still talking about those that are called out. Those that are called out by God. Those that are planted by God. Those that are waiting on God. That's he, you are like connected to that source which is that living water you're connected to god your fruits yes there are some season there are some season that the mango or the whatever the plant might not be a fruit but once it is time for um fruit bearing they will bring of course those ones connected to water source will bring much more Fruit. Even in the time of drought, they will still have that reserve. Their root is rooted, you know. They will still have that reserve, even while others have dried up. That's for me. So, waiting on Him and the righteousness of God, which comes by faith, should be that our anchor. That, okay, this is what the Lord said, and He can't lie, you know. So, our faith should be built up in God that no matter what the case is or may be, that God is much more than able to do, you know, beyond even what we imagine or or think. So, you know, he repeated, there is a, a part in that verse where the Lord repeated it uh, twice. He said, I think in verse 12 and towards the end of uh, it, let me go to that scripture. He, he made mention of that twice, that we should not be worried, wary of the people, those people that will pass away. I have 51 verse, I wish to, I want to get that particular. So when I saw that thing twice, I was like, for the Lord to make emphasis 
on this. It's serious. It, it, it meant something to him. Mm. For him to mention it twice. Okay, I think uh, it was um, the more shall eat them up like the garments. Okay. But my righteousness shall be forever and my salvation. Okay, 51 verse 8 and uh, where is that again? Okay, I think it's one verse eight and I'm so sorry. Uh, I am okay. I am me that comforts you. That should not be afraid of man that shall die, and the son of man which shall perish like grass. Um, coming, I think. Okay. Verse eight and okay. Let me take verse eight and verse five. Let me take verse eight and verse five. Now, one he said, "Give ear to my unto me, O my nation, my nation, my my people." So the Lord is personifying it here. Verse four, he said, "I came unto me, my people." Give ye unto me, O my nation. O my nation. Then he now said, My son has said, My righteousness is in here, my salvation and my arms. You know, he is just my arm shall they trust. So the, the Lord is just personifying this. But my salvation shall be forever. I'm okay, okay, but six. I think I've seen what I'm looking for. Verse 6, so my salvation shall be forevermore, and my, my righteousness shall not be established. And verse 8 also, he said the same thing. But my righteousness shall be forever, and my salvation from generation to generation. So the Lord was making that emphasis to just tell us, you know, to encourage us, the, the Christians, especially in times like this. This scripture came uh, the right time, the right time, where faiths are failing. You know, you look at your left, you look at your right, uh, mm. things are like you know what is going on is is God there you know it seems as if prayers are slow you know but that's want to encourage us to tell us that for if the Lord is making emphasis he's, he's serious about this he's serious about it for him to repeat it twice all we need right now is just to increase an increase of our faith an increase of our faith that's just for me that's just all for us to be called of god say without faith no man shall can please we can't please him so if we are created for his pleasure then we shall have to walk consciously into building our faith that's for every christian that actually want to stay and work with god it has to be by an increased faith, which if we don't have, is something we should cry out to God for. Mm. You know? We should just cry out to the Lord for it. So some strange things happens to me um, in December, November. You know, some strange things happened. It does that my, my whatever, my knowing, my people I know, whatever couldn't have made it happen. On believable things like people I don't know to trust me with so much, 
volume of you know so it could just only be god you understand it's something that my efforts could never ever have done so in the perspective of the fact that yesterday was like nothing and today you have more than enough that's god because i had a, i have a slogan i tell people i said anybody god did not help no man can help the person anybody that god did not help no man can help the person and anyone god did not help you can't help the person so you and i don't know maybe we get that slogan that's it that's saying so it's it has to be the father so we have to look up onto him because looking left and right you might find discouragement you might find you know you may look at the left and you see a pastor back sleeping you may look at the right you see a deacon whose faith is losing so the best place to look from today is just upward we just look upward that's that's just it for me that's the take that's what he's trying to say here a lot of scripture he gave me to press while I was studying which I can bring up right now but in summary of all the scriptures is that if we don't have faith we should ask him to build us up so that we can please him in all we do we can please him in all we do anxiety worrying distress these are opposite of that which the lord expect of from us mm. right and so for me that's my take so the faith we should just ask the lord to help us to build faith that even when things come crashing down the worm is eating them up the is perishing left and right we should know that the righteousness of god will stand the test of whatever crisis mm. whatever situation that is what he's trying to tell us here say my righteousness is forever from generations past civilizations fall crumble you know uh, technologies come and go and all that but one thing that is sure is the righteousness of god which is the faithfulness of god of scope because the holiness of god the, the 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 mercy of god all are all these things are encompassed in his righteousness is justice his mercy his love everything is hidden inside his righteousness that's what make him that's what makes him god that we talk of his holiness everything is hidden in his righteousness so i believe i've said uh enough so whatever it is the promise of god his faithfulness his caring his concern is all hidden in his righteousness and if we have that then we have him and if we have him we are above every everything around us praise god hallelujah amen amen thank you so much for sharing that um anyone else has something they want to say march your favor do you have anything you want to say Okay. I guess not. 
um so i like you said this is um is an encouragement because um many some people are uh, many who were on fire before maybe last year or maybe this year or they are dwindling in faith and you know it is this is like a word of encouragement not many of us are not here but this to those who are here um and to anyone who would listen to this uh recording I pray that the Lord would um, strengthen each person and each person walk and live by faith can every one of us walk and live by faith yes the strength the the grace the unction the the power the quickening that is needed by the spirit will be given will be provided to us in the name of Jesus amen amen um so let's just um want us to just thank god for his word thank god oh, you give you glory you know entrance of his word brings time, life times like this it's simple it exposes us to your grace thank you for your word of god your mercy what is it you you're trying to tell us today that your righteousness is forever and way to go you are forever lord will bless your name for this time thank you for the prayer lord we appreciate you because our faith also you increase today father we thank you for adding to our faith thank you we give you glory because you made the technology by the the privilege the hour word of the lord to be available for us to to participate in this right now thank you holy spirit for your insight Thank the exposition you. of your word yes you made it clear to us to see it from this perspective that lord you are truly and truly a father we give you glory for feeding us for feeding us this night with a food for the soul and our spirits thank you for feeding us tonight giving us life forgiving us giving us that money cannot nothing can buy blessed be your name for making us partakers of this divine meal that you dished out tonight we say blessed be your name for finding us worthy to receive from you oh god we say take all the glory lord be that exalted be magnified oh god be magnified oh lord Thank you for honoring us, oh God, trusting us to, to, to give us this. Blessed be your name, Lord. Yes, Lord. We give you glory. Give you honor, Lord. Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. I want us to also pray that the Lord would, you know, as we have heard his word, as he has fed us, that we will continue to 
you know, live by the words that proceed out of the mouth of God, will continue to uh, uh, eat from that from that table. Will continue to eat from from the and word. Then, uh, we ask Lord. Tonight, the Lord, you help us that the dining table, the supper table, Father, that thou hast set and you have called us up unto to partake, O God, in the divine meal. Father, help us to stay on the table, help us to continue, O God, to, to eat from this this table of the Holy Ghost, this dining of the Holy Ghost. To increase us by faith, increase our faith, increase our faith, Lord, increase our faith, quicken us, O God, increase our faith in the name of Jesus. For those who are not here, let's pray for those who are not here, that wherever they are, for whatever reason they could not join. Father, we pray for our brethren that are not here right now, participating in the Lord. We pray, whatever be the reason, Father, that is against your will that they are not here. Father, we pray you, 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 you be the light in that dark that shade, but I be uh, the, the life in that situation, in their lives. That gloominess, let your light illuminate that gloominess in the name of Jesus. Give life, oh God, to that, be the life alive in them. Father, your word, you encourage them by your spirits. For the weak, you strengthen, for the for, for the for the for the weary, Father, you give strength. Father, oh God, for the discouraged, Father, you encourage them. Mighty Father, for the weak, you heal them. Yes, oh Lord, make them strong. Oh God, empower them. Strengthen them by your spirit with might in their inner man. In the name of Jesus, and the deeper understanding, Father, release, O God, unto them, O Lord, in the name of Jesus. You know, many times, these things can be, you know, attacked by the enemy, you know, um, on people's faith, people's walk with God. Satan does not, whenever people come to that place of you know, high faith. He knows that they are able to do what God wants them to do. And Satan does not want people to do what God wants them to do. So let's just pray that every attack of the enemy every attack on the life of our brethren on the faith of our brethren father lord repel father we repel father we 
arrest that situation we bind oh god every attack oh god we repel oh god in situation oh god orchestrated by the kingdom of darkness to weaken their faith father lord we arrest in the name of jesus of jesus we bind every monetary spirit spirit set up to 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 weaken to discourage to bring anxiety to bring distress we bind you in the name of jesus we bind you in the name of jesus get out of their life in the name of those voices from hell whispering voices with silence in the name of jesus every voice of fear voice of doubt voice of discouragement we silence you in the name of jesus silence you in the name of jesus silence you in the name of jesus lord let your voice be loud in your spirit man in the name of jesus Quicken each Mayako Nem Narasata Elebrekadesha Namakai Sulibansa. Ilabo Kai Sulibash. Kaiko Verantia. Mado Vrekosalabes. My Sutela Tite Akaiko Madash. Reto Sobrekatele Kabailo Sovaresta. Araseko Vesanamati Shete. Father, let your will alone be done in the light in our lives, in the life of our brethren, in the life of this family. Let your will be done. Every will that is not yours, finding expression in the light we bind and will cast. Father, we use the in the name of Jesus. We command you to lose Myra Kobela Braca de Saka, Red Detoyus Kemena, the Bobres, Skyfields, Kofusa, the Tashetama. Let your will, O Lord, alone be done. Let your will alone be done. Silent every will that is not yours. Counsel, examine every will that is not in their lives, in our lives, in the name of Jesus. Father, arise and let our enemies be scattered. Arise and let the enemies of your children be scattered. Arise, O Lord, and let the enemies of your children be scattered. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. We refuse the enemy to attack. Kino <laughs> 
We bring before you, Lord, our brothers going through Lord, situations right now. But now you, 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 you be the salvation, be the light that you are, Father, in the name of Jesus. Stretch forth your hands, scatter the enemies of your children. Arise, O Lord, let the enemies be scattered, and our enemies be scattered in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, O God. Thank you, Jesus. Yes, be your name, Lord. Jesus' name. In Jesus' name we have prayed. Amen. 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 Do you have any prayer points? Let's just pray for this our sister that the Lord um I, I don't I don't know her name, but she you know, the one was talking about financial aid that the Lord will just visit her and the Lord should, should step into that situation and be glorified in her life. Uh, let's pray for her. Okay. Father, we bring our sister to your hands this opportunity for us to corporately pray for her. Father, let her not be ashamed and let not the enemy triumph over her. Yes. Good Lord, I ask that that you, you come strong in you and father we pray that, that you, you will show, show yourself, yourself mighty in her life and the situation right now we speak life into that situation we speak life into that situation they know lord that is dead in her life father lord god we pray that you, 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 you will make a statement Tonight over her, Lord, we call, oh God, for that statement. Yes, oh God. We said, let him go. Lose his bound and let him go. We lose her from every bound. Every bound, we lose her. Father, Lord, from death, we lose her. Let her go, let her go, let her go, let her go. Those situations, tying her down, her spirit down, her mind down. Father, we lose her in the name of Jesus. In your because your life going through situations right now, Father, you that out of nothing you made everything, Father, you will come through for them, visit them and meet them at their point of their need, oh God. Let it be you, oh God, take the glory, take the glory, take the glory, Father, take the glory over this situation. Father, who we'll hear the testimonies, and they will be glorified. Thank you, Father, because you do beyond that which you ask. We bless your name, O God. May God the glory, Father, in the name of Jesus. Father, have your will, O God. Jesus' name, okay. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.